Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 24th of June. I really want the public to be prepared and the New South Wales government will not hesitate to go further and harder if we have to. That's the warning from New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian as health authorities enforce tough new restrictions to try and stop Sydney's COVID outbreak from spreading further. The current Bondi cluster stands at more than 30, with 16 new cases recorded yesterday, and four of those remain a mystery. While it's been revealed 10 people, including a young child, became infected with COVID at a party in Sydney's West, which has now been described as a super spreader event. There are now more than 100 exposure sites across the city, while new restrictions are now in force in Greater Sydney, the Central Coast, Blue Mountains, Wollongong and Shoal Harbour, including compulsory masks indoors, limits on guests at home and standing up while having a drink at indoor venues is no longer allowed. Those who work and live in seven key hotspots across the city are also not allowed to travel outside of Metro Sydney. Australian Medical Association Vice President Dr Chris Moy says a lockdown can't be ruled out just yet. So the question which is really occupying the minds of the authorities are, you know, first out, they're looking at the data, looking at what the odds are and looking at the percentage chance that they can contain this with current restrictions. Meantime, the school holiday plans of millions across the country have been thrown into chaos as states and territories slammed their borders shut to New South Wales. Tourism and Transport Forum Chief Executive Margie Osman says it's devastating for businesses. I think the big losers out of this exercise will be regional New South Wales because um, you know most of uh, metropolitan Sydney or the largest local government areas now can't travel outside of the city. That's going to be a real blow for regional communities all over New South Wales during the school holidays. In other news this morning, a major win for a son fighting to see his dying dad in Queensland. Mark Killian and his wife are both fully vaccinated and currently stranded in hotel quarantine in Sydney. His dad is dying from pancreatic cancer in hospital. After weeks of lobbying, the Queensland government has finally granted a health exemption for the couple to fly into the state later today to see his father, Franz. Meantime, the lawyer of a Tamil family who spent three years in detention on Christmas Island say they are overwhelmed after they were granted a three-month bridging visa. Karina Ford will meet with the Immigration Minister today to discuss the legalities that allows the parents to work and the children to attend school in Perth. She's told the ABC it's bittersweet. They are happy about the fact that they're not in community detention, but we would be They also would like to be able to return to Bellawilla while they wait the outcome of both the High Court decision and the decision before the Minister. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. We begin in Victoria this morning and the state has become the first to deliver 2 million COVID vaccinations. Around 40,000 doses are being administered every day with the surge following the state's latest lockdown. As James Lake reports from Melbourne, the milestone comes as the federal government announces a major change in the rollout of one of its vaccines. 
We're talking about the AstraZeneca vaccine, of course, Tash, the one linked to the rare deadly blood clots. Now, statistically, an Aussie does have a better chance of being struck by lightning at one in 1.3 million compared to the risk of a clot from that jab at about one in 1.6 million. Health authorities weren't too keen on the risks, though, and restricted the drug to over 50s, then only to over 60s in a revision just this month. By October, it is expected all over 60s who want the shot will have had it, AstraZeneca will then become available by request only through GPs. It's not clear at this stage if the Melbourne factory making around a million doses a week will keep up production to send overseas. And to Queensland, and authorities are investigating the cause of a deadly plane crash on the Sunshine Coast which killed two men. The men were reported missing late yesterday after they failed to arrive at a local airport. Our Brisbane reporter David Chiraz has the details. Good morning, Tash. Police discovered the bodies of the 46-year-old and 30-year-old men in a wrecked Cessna 150 close to nine last night after an extensive search. Authorities wouldn't say where the pair was from, but have confirmed their next of kin has been given the tragic news of their death. Now, a crime scene's been established as investigators try to determine the cause of the crash. Australian Transport Safety Bureau staff from Brisbane are expected this morning to travel to the Sunshine Coast to take over that investigation. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, as we reported earlier this morning, tough new restrictions are now in force for Sydney, with the New South Wales Premier not ruling out a lockdown for the state. And of course, this follows Victoria's fourth lockdown. How much is this affecting the local economy? Well, one of the calculations is that the COVID lockdowns and border closures has punched an 80 billion dollar revenue black hole in our tourism sector last year as international travel collapsed. Domestically, tourism saw 45 million fewer hotel and motel stays and industry experts insist that a better vaccination program is needed, but the Pfizer vaccine won't be here en masse until October. And talking about COVID, Pete, there's been some more interesting research coming out regarding more bosses want their employees back at work, but this is great. One CEO wants his and a lot of other workers to stay at home. Yep. His name is Eric Yuan, and he's the CEO whose business has boomed because of the coronavirus. That business is Zoom, and he told a tech conference yesterday that proven hybrid work is here to stay, arguing that younger employees, particularly millennials and Gen Z workers, will not return to work on a full-time basis if he's right. It's bad news for CBD businesses and his company looks like a great investment. Now, the Mm. tax office hit list has been revealed and there are tax deductions that could get you into trouble. Details, please. Yeah, that's right. Cryptocurrencies, about 2.6 million uh, investment properties and the boom in working from home will be among the prime targets for the ATO. The AFR says the tax office expects the impact of lockdowns and COVID-19 to result in fewer claims for travel and dry cleaning of uniforms, so home offices and data expenses, as well as trading losses on cryptocurrencies, will be closely looked Peter, thanks so much. Cheers. 
Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Some bad news for one of our gold medal hopes. They won't be on the plane to Tokyo with his Olympic dream over because of injury. Yes, good morning, Tash. This is really unfortunate. Justice Hooney has been preparing for the Olympics his entire life. Now, if we remember before his fight with Paul Gallen, uh, Gallen vowed to end his Olympic dream. Now, a lot of that is trash talk, and I don't think that uh, Gallen seriously hoped that that would prove to be the case. Unfortunately, it has. He has a knuckle injury that needs surgery. Now, he says he carried that into the fight. It was made worse going through 10 rounds of trying to batter uh, the former NRL star. Uh, So he will have to have surgery. I think it's two months that he'd be recovering for. So that means he won't be going to Tokyo. And the Brisbane boxer admits that he is a shattered man. I broke down in tears. I'm devastated. Uh, Yeah, absolutely gutted. I feel like I let the boxing team down and, uh, you know, all of Australia. Just wonder why he was in such a hurry to fight Gallon and maybe could have held off that fight till after the Olympics. But uh, anyway, uh, it's happened now. And unfortunately, he'll be having surgery very soon. Incredibly disappointing news for him. And uh, many of us may love a theory or two, Brett. And there's an interesting conspiracy theory surrounding Queensland's origin side. Now, it has to be said, this is being spread by one man, that is Mark Guy, the <laughs> New South Wales legend, and the theory is uh, surrounding the selection of Reese Walsh at fullback. That has been the big talking point leading into Game 2 Sunday night, which the Maroons must win. MG reckons it's all a ploy to take the focus off more important issues. We all bought into it. We're in the trap. Queensland's trap. While we're talking about Reese Walsh, guess what? We're not talking about Cameron Munster. We're not talking about Jai Arrow in the back row. We're not talking about Fafita off the bench. We're not talking about two hookers. We're not talking yep. about... 50 to 6 and they're fuming and we're not this is a ploy a trap a trick an ambush and now Jack White and the Blues bench utility considering withdrawing he's expecting the birth of his third child so he may end up pulling out of the Blues squad we'll see who wins on Sunday night cannot wait now to the AFL Breton a top four blockbuster kicks off round 15 tonight Yeah, it's the Lions and the Cats. Can't wait for this one. The Lions have lost 11 of their past 12 to Geelong, so definitely a bogey side. They met earlier this year, the Cats squeezing out with a controversial one-point win. Uh, There was a heated exchange between the two coaches, Chris Fagan and Chris Scott, but Fagan is downplaying that incident ahead of their return bout tonight. On the Richter scale, that would rate as frivolous to me. I'll look back at the end of my career, and I'll probably run into Scotty one day, and we'll have a good laugh about that, because much more has been made of it than what actually occurred in in my opinion it wasn't that serious it was just two coaches passionate about their team having a a five second spray between each other and that was it. Uh, We like a bit of extra spice so Dane Zorko back from suspension for the Lions for the Cats Chris Scott dropping Quinton Narkel again he regains Lockie Henderson Sean Higgins upgraded from medical sub to the starting 22 looking forward to that tonight. Another big weekend coming up thanks so much Brett. Thanks Tash. The female-led dating app Bumble is giving all of its staff an entire week off fully paid to combat pandemic burnout. The social media company employs more than 700 people across the world. In a statement, the company says as vaccination rates have increased and restrictions have started to ease, we wanted to give our teams around the world an opportunity to shut off and focus on themselves for a week. Sounds beautiful. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.